Her Podcast, a broadcast of the Arizona Chapter of Women in Insurance and Financial Services, the only financial services organization with programming for women by women. Welcome back to the Counting on Her Podcast. I am your host, Amber, and in today's episode, we have Jessica Perez with us today. She is a powerhouse idea maker. How do you feel about being introduced that way, Jessica? Well, if I could have you follow me and introduce me everywhere, (laughs) Amber, I might have more friends and a lot better following. Well, Um, welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love what we're doing on this podcast and the movement to inspire and motivate more women. Well, I love the energy you've brought it since I I've met you. And so I thought you'd be perfect for the counting on her audience because even recently we had this spring event with our WFS Phoenix chapter and that's where you moderated and I just felt the energy. So I thought this would be a good partnership for the listeners because we could go really anywhere with our business ideas and strategies. But let's talk a little bit about what you do for work. And typically when we meet at organizations or events like this, it's through financial services or some layer of that. So let's let the audience meet you a little bit through sharing a little bit about yourself, but then we'll dive into more thought leadership on some, you know, girl power here. Awesome. I used to tell people that I change lives and save businesses because Mm. I believe that that is the role that someone who is in business development, consulting and growth can do is you really have to take on more of a consultative lens to help people figure out where they are, where they're going and how they get there. And so for about 15 years now, I have worked with financial advisors and consulted them through big changes, whether that be a different investment platform, changing firms, starting and going out on their own, any of those avenues. Well, I mentioned the events, you were a moderate there. And I didn't know your actual title. So I kind of met you in reverse. So we're preparing for this. And I'm saying you literally are in a position that works for you. I learned recently that you are the second born of seven children. And I never meet people that are from a family of seven. I mean, sometimes it could be a crazy number, but seven's unique. And so I learned that about you recently. And so as a firstborn, I assume that your older sibling is really responsible, take charge, highly communicating, maybe bossy like I am. Is that true? You know what they say about assuming, Amber. (laughs) (laughs) It is actually not true in our case. My whole life, they have called me the little big sister because I exhibit all of the firstborn traits and my sister exhibits none of them. How many years apart? Four years. Oh my goodness. Yes. And so growing up, I was the one that made sure we got up on time. I was the make sure the room was clean and organized. I was that kid. And my sister was the free spirit, artistic, have fun. Life is too short to live, YOLO person. So we're just very different. And I've often thought about writing a book about the myths of birth orders because I feel like I completely disrupted that in our family. If you ask my family, they will tell you I was born this way. And I am grateful for that because I can use it as a little bit of an excuse. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so persistent on things that I don't give up, that I continue to ideate and think. I'm always challenging conventional thinking. I was born this way. God gifted me this talent. Did I already ask you, did you always know you'd be in financial services? No. Okay, because I feel like you're an amazing supporter of women and and men too in the industry. So how did you stumble into the financial services arena then? Yeah, that was definitely a stumble. I worked (laughs) in title and escrow. So I was mostly in real estate. And then 2008 happened. And I think we all kind of remember the 2008 fiasco and Uh where life took people. And they cut about 1,500 jobs at Mm -hmm. the title company I was working for. In Arizona? 
Yes, in Arizona. I was a loan processor back then. Uh, yeah. And I actually was in that real estate market and that bubble and, and a pivot. That, that time frame. Yeah. yeah. So I started temping and uh, got placed at a investment company that really did not work well because I knew I didn't want to go into investments. Sure. And then I had an interview with an investment company that was based in the private placement, private equity space. Mm-hmm. And that seemed a lot more interesting because that was dealing with real estate type investments. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was a lot more familiar for me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized how much money you could make in financial services. And I got my licenses then. Ah. And I really dove in head first from there. I was in my last semester of college studying for my Series 7 while working 40 hours a week. Well, okay. So that's where I feel like you inspired the panel because you, among some other colleagues, are wild at that schedule you just mentioned. Reminds me of a few of the people that we had there that it's like, okay, we're just going to do whatever it takes and pile it on. And I mean, somehow we figure it out. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So, you know, if we're always trying to tell a story or inspire the listeners of Counting on Her, if you feel like you're just doing way too many things, talk about it. Like fellowship in that network because we're probably all doing various similar. Mm-hmm. It might not always be the same always, but I mean, I felt like if we had the panel, we could share and inspire and motivate. We're not alone. And a lot of us are doing our own variations of that. Correct. The, yeah. the challenge is you have to really get through this mindset of this is not forever, mm-hmm. right? So compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. This is what I have to do to get through this piece of my life at this moment. And I will be yeah. better for it. Yeah. So you put your head down and you just get it done because otherwise mm, it's you I love let that. life overwhelm you or you just say, hey, here's my list. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's how long it's going to take me and then start doing it. And now a word from our sponsor. The Counting on Her podcast is brought to you by the Arizona Leadership Foundation. The Arizona Leadership Foundation proudly provides scholarship assistance to private schools and disabled and displaced schools throughout Arizona with no preference to religious or political affiliation. We believe parents should have a choice when it comes to the education of their children. To learn more, please visit ArizonaLeader.org. This is a great question for you because I'm over a decade in the business. And do you feel that the industry is still a bit antiquated? Do you think it's getting better? What are you doing to shake it up? Because I bet you are. I'm trying. (laughs) I will say that that is something I am passionate about. Inspiring, uplifting, encouraging women is something Mm -hmm. that I'm extremely passionate about. But my real inspiration truly comes from helping people to become the best versions of themselves. I always say helping you to unleash who God created you to be. So in this industry, it is antiquated. There's a lot of outdated policies, Mm -hmm. ways of life, things you do. I remember when I first started, everybody wore blue, black, and gray suits (laughs) with closed-toed heels. And that was it, right? Mm -hmm. If you were a female, those are your only options. Anything else, not okay. And I always wore color. I love color. So Mm -hmm. all of my shirts were coral. I saw the other day, I was like, your colors look great. Yes. So even basics like that of saying it doesn't have to look a specific way. I'm a Hispanic woman in the financial services mm-hmm. world. And when I first started, there was a lot of challenges with that because women weren't as dominant in this field. I was 25 and a wholesaler talking to 60 to 70 year old right. men that just weren't ready with for a little it. pop of color. Oh, <laughs> goodness. What are we doing? It's kind of tricky. I feel like the more polished or sophisticated you might look outside of the normal stuffy blue, white, black or whatever it is, they don't almost take you as seriously at times. Sometimes that's why we triple up and do all these other things to just even out experience. It's not just so much about years in the business. It's about just overall experience within even that real estate transaction work or whatever it could have been to be taken seriously. So I'm glad that we're modernizing it together, counting on her 
listeners, a lot of us are members of WFS and it's like, okay, what else can we do just to kind of change it up, make it look a little bit different, more appealing and more real than ever. So I know that you're really trying to influence that. And I'm excited that I am. And I think it's just together. We have to remember each one of us has the ability to inspire and make a difference. And Mm -hmm. if we discount ourselves and say, I'm one person, what can I do? You're really taking that away from you and you're taking your story away from other people and the people it could impact. And so I believe sharing so much is what makes us powerful in the industry and profession. Well, I think that there's, you know, all these statistics and we talk about female empowerment most recently, or maybe I just feel like I'm hearing it a lot more. I think in the last few years, it's becoming more prominent. There's companies trying to implement, but what I think we've learned is that there's people that want to work with people that are similar to them. So the more that you can bring that unique creativity, whatever it might be for you, and just we got to splash it into the mix and change it up, you know, while keeping that professional side of things. So we can put a custom spin on it. I mean, we're in the world of customizing. Really, we can do anything anymore with all the technology. It's like we want to bring that to the conversation for whatever solution our business gives to people. We have to. And I feel like you definitely are not apologetic. You're pretty loud about it. I'm loud about it. But I think you know you have the awareness too. So like the personal development side of things, I think that's why you are in a role that you enjoy, that you love. So there's happiness there. I talk a lot about personal development just in general within my business too, because I love what I do. And so I think if the listeners are trying to get some sort of takeaway from just this episode would be to really dive deep within who you are so you can bring that to the table and be very authentic about it. And, you know, you can even create a position or a solution or a business if there's a need for something. But certainly people are looking for the unique, authentic self of people that they're bringing to the table. We found each other like, okay, we won't overwhelm each other. Yes. But like, we know that we laugh about the fact that we might for others, but there's a place for every type of personality, whether it's on a team, within the household, et cetera. And I think you, from what I can tell, you've really dove into that for yourself. Sounds like with the family too. Yes. I just believe you have to really figure out who you are and you will attract the people that belong in your life, right? And that's not saying people who are not like you don't belong in your life. It's just they're different. And so the more you can lean in, be your genuine, authentic self, the more people will love you because you show who you are. There was a book I read and I've been trying to think about who's the author and it talks about the difference between belonging and fitting in. For a long time, I tried to fit in by being who this profession told me I needed to be, to look like Mm -hmm. what this profession told me I needed to look like. Once I started to just be me and allow my strengths to show through, Mm -hmm. I became very successful. And I found a lot more success in my career because I wasn't trying to be someone else and do things their way. I was doing it my way, which definitely is leading with like care and kindness and compassion. All of those things are still very important. So Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm saying when I say be your authentic self, but I'm loud. Mm -hmm. And I have a big opinion on a lot of things and I have a ton of ideas and not all of them are the best ideas, but I believe if you share more of those, a really good idea can come out of it because then it allows you to share your idea and we might build on an idea to find Mm -hmm. the best one, right? And make real change there. There's a similar sequence of themes within Counting on Her episodes of that network. If you don't feel like you have anyone close to you to really make things happen, go find those people. It could even just be through LinkedIn. You could start figuring out which groups you might want to participate with or, you know, there's so many ways to go online now to find them. But really find a new tribe, if anything, if you need to feel inspired because I think if you just start having conversations and fellowship, that can certainly help you out. And that's how I met you is through WFS. So I think for like a takeaway, Jessica, you know, if you were to write a book of, you know, pearls of wisdom, what would you tell somebody? Maybe they're coming into financial services. Maybe they're going sideways into it because they didn't think they'd come into it. But I mean, it doesn't even have to 
to be financial services. Just maybe take that label off. What would you share with somebody as they're just trying to be themselves in life? Yeah. So it's funny, Amber, that you mentioned a book. I am writing a book because I believe that we go through life learning and having experiences so we can share them with other people. Our story is our testimony and Mm -hmm. that is what changes lives. So the book I want to write about is really just taking away the myth of a work-life balance. I believe as a woman, this is one of the greatest challenges we face in any profession, right? So not even financial services in general, whether you're a wife, a mom, you never become a mom. You're just always in your career. You still have to have some balance to your life. And I think that that myth needs to be thrown out the door. It's not like those words are wrong. We're just saying, if it's not balanced, it might be okay. Is that what you mean? Yes. And that I don't want to give 50% of me to my family and 50% of me to work. Mm. I want to give 100% of me to work when I'm working and Ah. 100% of my family to my family when I'm with them. So it's just getting rid of this like, oh, you should have certain hours or things or ways that you do things to try to make them fit perfectly together. There are times in my life where my family is going to get a lot more of me. Next week, we're going to Mexico for a week and I'm taking a whole week off of work. There are other times where I'm going to be completely invested into work and that's going to occupy a lot more of my time and my family might not see me as much. Not feeling guilt for that because you've allocated and you're filling the buckets and sometimes the buckets might spill out or be maybe a little short. But again, going back to the very beginning, it's about, hey, this is for a short period of time. It's for the good of everybody. Yes. And sometimes you have to dedicate that time. And 100% your tribe matters. Mm -hmm. People who breathe life into you, wisdom into you, who care about you, who are willing to have hard conversations and be honest and tell you when you're wrong. Those are some of the most important conversations and people that you can have in your life. And if you don't have people around you like that, you have to find them. You have to get uncomfortable, get out there and find other people who will lift you up in this journey of life, not just keep you where you are. There's a lot of progress and success and growth in our discomfort of getting out of our (laughs) own way, right? And saying, okay, I didn't really do these things before. WIFS was not an organization I was ever a part of. And I just can't even imagine not having Mm -hmm. met some of you ladies now. I know. It just seems crazy. In my 40s, I have this tribe of women that we really spend a lot of time creating ideas, almost like little mini businesses within our business just by hanging out. It's definitely different now, but it's so exciting. So it's like for me, getting older has been great because it's just more wisdom and more, I don't know, there's just more purpose behind a lot of the intentions now that we have. And we can choose that. And there's so much support here, right? In when you're, I'd say a younger woman growing in any profession or just in life, it's really hard to find that camaraderie and that support. Mm -hmm. I don't care what idea you bring up, Amber, I'd support it. Like, yeah, let's try that. Let's do Uh that. That sounds great. Instead of people not supporting your ideas, I think that's what's really hard about not having this community a is the first time I really could say it's, it's legit where it's not always amazing comments like we were teasing about being complimented and how we don't love that but of course we kind of like it but it's awkward it's you know to receive it but this group of people so I guess if anything to wrap up this episode is that in the podcast summaries you'll be able to find the guests and then reach out and connect with them on social but if you just don't feel like you have a tribe reach out to us we are happy to connect you even if it's virtually and you know have you join I mean between different organizations that we're on. There's so many things I can participate in. So Jessica, I really just love your insights from today. Is there anything that we missed that you want to share before we wrap this up today? No, keep growing, keep learning, keep being who you are. And I promise you, you'll never be disappointed if you just lean into your authenticity. I always want listeners to find motivation here on Counting on Her. And you've certainly done that today, Jessica. So thank you so much. Thanks, Amber. 
The Counting on Her podcast is a service of WIFS Phoenix, attracting, developing, and advancing women in the financial services industry. For more information, please visit us at wifsphx.com. Thank you for listening.